Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 6, Episode 4. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but it actually hasn't been that long as we were recovering from uh, Endgame. Uh, we haven't recorded since we did that podcast. Yeah, it's an Endgame fallout. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line. It's a Salmon. Salmon, say what's happening. Kanichiwa, people. It's good to be back with y'all. Yeah, we took a little bit of a break uh, between Endgame and then between Game of Thrones. Uh, the Marvel hacks kind of got pushed to the side. Game of Thrones is actually a dirty word now on uh, all the Brothers Comics networks. Um, so I will throw it to Brother Beavis without any introductions to about Game of Thrones. I wish I could get the Infinity Gauntlet, go back in time, and just slap that book out of my hand. Be like, put it away! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really... Um, yeah, it's again. There's a long conversation to be held about that show, and we did. And you can go, you know, listen to the archives on SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, Google Play if you'd like to. Uh, whereas we recap the end of that. It is what it is, though. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I don't even want to like give it more energy than we did the other night. But yeah, if you really want to hear our thoughts on it, go back and check out that. Uh, but yeah, man, that's about it. We got one, two, three kind of almost five books tonight really four uh we're gonna go um with a dc book that just um premiered uh about a month ago now it's almost up to issue two and we're gonna stay with the x-men as that book is starting to wrap itself up and then we're gonna throw back to sam wilson captain america uh, and we'll talk about that when we get to the book but yeah but before all that it's blurred notes hold on let me hit my music All right, so as the blurred note sounder brings us in, we we'll spell out the word blurred, B-L-E-R-D. I'll give them the word. We'll talk about it and go around the table about whatever the topic is. First up, B is for Batman. Um, Batman writer on the main book, I forget what his name is, uh, Tom King. Yes, he was removed from his book, and it was actually removed during Megacon Orlando, which we'll talk about here later in blurred notes. He actually got that information there, and I was not wanting to talk to him about being removed from that book, I just wanted to talk to him because he's the writer of Heroes in Crisis as well. And not that I was going to say anything bad about it, but I just kind of wanted to talk to him. Uh, but yeah, he got the news that he was being removed from the book. The issue was that the book was too esoteric. Now, I don't really know what the definition of that word is, Brother Beavis. Um, so if we could go to the SAT uh, book there and figure out what the definition is, what is esoteric? I'm thinking that they think that the book was way too fancy. Well, you know, back in my day when I was heading the crew team at USC, getting ready for my college exams, <laughs> <laughs> clearly remember uh, esoteric means sort of kind of off the wall and not for everybody. Mm. Hard to understand. Yeah, kind of. I believe yeah. by the masses. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well. I mean, the sales had fallen off on the book a little bit. I think his name probably took a little bit of a dip because of Heroes in Crisis because it's so... I haven't heard any one person say, like, oh, you know what? Heroes in Crisis is the shit. No, they say Hero in Crisis is shit. <laughs> and um, so maybe that it's just like that. And, you know, that, that main Batman book, it drives so much of the DC universe. And so making probably anything in that realm that's not like oh batman is this or batman is that because of bat privilege it's probably not a good idea sammy yeah batman is kind of their um like you said the, the center of their universe and um 
Um, I really didn't know a lot about this. I know uh, I heard it uh, actually when the, yeah when the con was going on, right? And um, mm-hmm. um, yep. And yeah, it was kind of bizarre to me. I was like, "What now? What's going on? What, what's happening with this and that?" But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a flagship book for DC, and so they're not going to have you know people uh, a lot of controversy around it, and people like, "Well, you know, what the fuck's going on with your book here and stuff?" So. Uh, other than that, I don't know a lot about it, but <laughs> I can yeah. tell you, yeah, they're not going to put up with that if it's something, you know, was going on that you know, the book was not going to sell. And <laughs> let's yeah. face it, you know, money matters and sales matter. And in this age yeah. where it's hard to sell books, that's not going to last. And he came in after the Snyder and Capullo run, um, which is one of the more heralded runs on the yeah, main exactly. Batman line in recent years. So anything that was going to come after that was probably going to, you know, be under a little bit of scrutiny. Uh, so, yeah, so he gets moved off the book. Um, it's kind of surprising because, I mean, he's he's under an exclusive DC contract. He's still going to finish out Heroes in Crisis and they'll probably give him something else. But um, I'm definitely it's probably a damaged relationship and he won't be probably too far off of here and that he's, you know, signing a deal with Marvel sometime soon. All right. <laughs> letter L. Um, letter L is for likely. Um, it was reported this week when Disney Plus launches in 2020 on the Falcon and Winter Soldier series that the actor who played uh, Zemo is going to actually come back and uh, star as the villain of that particular series. It's going to be a six-episode run. I think each episode is supposed to be about an hour long. So the return of Zemo in Winter Soldier and Falcon, Brother Beals, what do you think? Um, I definitely think there's more to his story, and, uh, you know, he was one of the most unique headline villains uh, in a movie we had, although, I mean, if you really think about it, depending on whether you were Team Cap or Team Iron Man, one of them was the villain, but, I mean, he was a departure from just about everybody else, and in a lot of ways, he did as much or more damage as any of the other, um, any other villains we got. He didn't eat up a lot of scenery. He didn't have powers, but, you know, it made for a compelling story. So no reason why it couldn't be good. And, uh, you know, obviously there's we didn't get any of the classic Marvel Zemo in that movie. And there's a lot of opportunity if they choose to go that route. Yeah, I mean, it really kind of opens the door for a Thunderbolts uh, kind of thing as they bring back Agent 13 as well. And a lot of the other kind of the Captain America universe from MCU what do you think about Baron Zemo making his way back to uh, the MCU, uh, Sandman? Um, I love the idea. Um, uh, Daniel Brühl is the name of that uh, actor that does play Thank Zemo, you. and he um, he was in uh, Tarantino. The one Tarantino movie was it not Kill Bill? Uh, the one with the, in the World War Two. Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. He's good in that movie. I, I really like that movie. Um, he's one of the reasons. And um, yeah, Zemo is—he's um, a good villain. It's—it's uh, it's a shame that we're not going to have spoilers cap around for probably going to be the—we're uh, talking Steve Rogers cap, of course—for uh, this yeah. series. Uh, who knows what they're going to do? But uh, he's going to be, I guess, uh, Bucky and um, New Cap. Spoilers again. Um, Falcon <laughs> going to be the um, 
the main two against him, and maybe did you say Agent Thirteen is going to be on this show? She's going yeah, to she's there. supposed to be there. Um, I can't remember somebody else is supposed to be back too. It's really mm-hmm. kind of bringing back people from the Cap universe yeah, this is all Cap. Uh, to kind of star in this show, minus Captain America, or at least minus Steve Rogers. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's got potential, you know that. Uh, a lot of potential. Everything that they've said about this, the the Disney Plus stuff, again, nothing's on film. Well, maybe they're filming it, but nothing, you know, we haven't seen still photos or whatever the plan is. But, you know, all of it sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, it's one of the reasons that we're going to be reviewing uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, later tonight. Um, but, yeah, look, looking pretty good for Disney Plus. I was yeah. not thinking that that was going to be something I was going to add, but it probably is. Now the real the the, the real uh, question is whether he's going to wear the purple face sock or not. That's what we got to figure out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the face sock. Damn. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's going. He'll wear a face sock. Get it yeah, you know, you're right. Blue. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he can't even take it off. In the books. Damn. Hey, they're, they're not, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you introduce Thunderbolts there, but I mean, there's a real possibility that you could at least, you know, introduce the, what, what was the name of the villain group before they were the Thunderbolts? Oh, um. Masters of Evil. Masters, Masters of, of Evil, Evil right? Yeah. 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 Which they were kind of powerful, powerful too. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, they were Avengers. That'd be interesting. Yeah. They're definitely, well, they're definitely Netflix, Hulu villains. I mean, I don't know about, you know, no, MCU villains, more. but they are definitely <laughs> Disney. Well, I mean, di- power level-wise, they are right. Disney right. Plus villains. Yeah, right, you know, right, yeah, right. we're not going to make gotcha. it to the big screen. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, letter L is for explain. Um, just posted this a little while ago, and I sent it to y'all. Or, Wait a minute. What, what, what's letter my e. Uh, sorry, E. Sorry, my, my bad. Letter E was for expected. I changed it because of that news that broke. Expected, as in this is expected. Uh, the Spawn remake has run into some production issues. Uh, they can't agree on a script, according to Todd McFarlane, who has been known to um, live in the world of hyperbole. Uh, we got plenty of money to film this movie. Uh, everything's, you know, we just got to agree on the script between all the money people involved. There is no major production or no... Um, production house to release this movie none of that stuff is there they just have the actors that are going to star in it which are jamie fox and jeremy renner um brother beavis does this sound like something that's going to get cast aside um much like everything else when related to spawn yeah i mean you would have to check the tape but i don't think i've ever said a kind word on any podcast about spawn and I don't know if I said a lot of unkind words. I just, if we were to ever do is it rated properly, it would be so massively overrated. Um, yes. I mean, Tom McFarlane feels incredibly irrelevant at this point, and I can't mm. imagine that he has enough pull to get anything done. And after Jeremy Renner just wasted our time in the Marvel Universe, I don't need to see him do anything for a while. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really it- care. Yeah, it seems like such a 90s move, and I just don't think, or I just can't imagine that, it's just hard for me to believe that people are like, oh yeah, fuck that, bring Spawn back. Um, No, it's it's such a freaking two-dimensional character, it really kind of sucked after its initial run, you know, to begin with. 
It was a terrible movie, a pretty decent cartoon on HBO, but I mean, god damn, that's been about 25 years ago, Sam, man. Yeah, I was about to say how I remember seeing it on there and it had um, um, a brother with the name, uh, doing the voice of Spawn, you know, y'all know who he is, I can't think of his name right now. But, yeah, that was a good cartoon. Yeah, it was a good cartoon, but yeah, that movie, dude, I went and saw that bullshit at the theater, and when I tell you, <laughs> I was coming out looking for my money back, I was about to call up in that booth, like, y'all owe me, you owe me! Uh, I mean, it was horrific, and... So, yeah. to say the least, I haven't been looking forward to another Spawn movie in a, for um, <laughs> ever. And um, uh, mm. and what do you know, Todd? Is it, it's hard to make a movie, isn't it? Oh, you, Mr. Know-it-all. You have running into problems, are you? Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, he's, this shit. <laughs> he may be as unlikable as Rob Liefeld, but he's able to draw to feet. That, yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's he's more talented as an artist, but he may be just as unlikable. I mean, such an unlikable character, person, or whatever. I mean, he's become a spawn, get it, of himself at this point. Like, he's just not, like, he's just, every time I, if something pops up with him, I'm just, I read it with disgust in my mouth and bile. Just like, oh, he's going to say something dumb, and he does, and he fulfills it, and then we move on. So, yeah, uh, this will get pushed off to the side like Gambit um, and it probably doesn't need to be made just like Gambit Um, alright letter R is for recap this is my recap or review for Megacon Um, it was awesome there we go no I'll go a little bit further than that um was able to cover the event and shouts out to the Megacon people um, for allowing uh, me to have media access to the event, uh, media access to a lot of the um, the stars and whatnot or whatever. Uh, you know, I think I've talked about this on here before. Uh, I'm I have those media badges and I'm very um, I don't know what the word is. I'm very hesitant to like kind of push it because I feel like I'm very lucky to have gotten it. And so I don't want to push like, hey, you know, like to somebody, like, hey, you know what, I'm with media. And even though my badge says press on it, hey, you know, can I talk to you for a second? Because I don't want them to be like, who, who the fuck let these you know, motherfuckers in here? Like, who the hell is Brothers Comics? Get them the hell out of here. So I'm very hesitant to do that. But, you know, and this is not a con that serves alcohol. So, I, you know, I don't have like... Um, you know, um, alcohol beat, you know, like those alcohol muscles to be doing it. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I was just like, <laughs> That's nice. yeah, because the ones that serve alcohol, I'm like, hey, man, whatever, I'll, I'll jump in. But so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to be more aggressive because it's really not in my personality to be like that. And I hate bothering people. So I'm like, uh, you know what, I'm going to try to talk to some of these people and see what happens. So I was able to talk to, you know, um, the voice of Beast Boy or whatever, Greg Sipes, and I'll tell that story on a different podcast about how I might have been his teacher. Uh, I was able to talk to uh, Mike Coulter and get a picture with him, you know, uh, um, for, you know, Luke Cage or whatever, so I was able to get that. And, um, you know, just a few other people. I love to talk to the cosplayers, at least the female ones, and um, that was always fun to talk to them. The funny thing about the cosplayers, about the lady cosplayers, is that they come to the cons dressed like, um, like, you know, some people that are 
you know, like they cosplay as whoever, you know, like it's fine. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then when you go to like their Instagram or whatever, they are butt ass naked <laughs> on their Instagram. And I'm like, I was like, okay, you're dressed like the lady from freaking uh, whatever show. You're dressed like Meg from Family Guy. I don't watch Family Guy, but you're dressed like Meg. Okay, cool. I'm going to go follow you on Instagram. And there's titties and ass everywhere. I'm like, that's how you have 95,000 followers because <laughs> you're, I mean, again, sex sales. And I'm not, I'm not, that's not a, a, a judgment call it's just like oh now i get it you know like i have to really like kind of understand that sometimes but so we were talking to them and you know shout out to all them i was able to talk to two of the writers on two of the books that we're doing tonight which was cool uh yeah so megacon a huge event i did thursday friday sunday uh saturday i heard was insane sandman uh absolutely insane as it always is and i just refuse to do saturday cons anymore um it's just it's just too much uh, yeah. But they do throw on, they throw a great event um, up there in Orlando at the convention center. Um, just just an, an overall wonderful event. There's pictures all over my social media. So if you want to see that, uh, interviews on the YouTube page, uh, some of the people that we talked to. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, just a really good time. So thank you, MegaCon people. Uh, they moved up MegaCon another month, Sandman. Now it's, it used to be Memorial Day weekend this coming weekend. They moved yeah. it up a week this year and now it's going to be moved into april next year i'm not really sure what's behind that yeah that's that's we were talking about this on the text chain um we don't know exactly what's going on and um uh tampa this year is canceled, canceled. yeah no tampa yeah. no tampa no tampa exactly. nope. and spare me a drive but um yeah we, we were kind of wondering it's like okay maybe they're going to alternate maybe um maybe another mm -hmm. year possibly that's probably not it but uh, who knows? We were just kind of wondering what that is, uh, what that's about. Yeah, it's but, weird. Uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, MegaCon, man. They do a good job every year. Every year, uh, I was unable to join to join the producer this year because work is an asshole this week, and for that, I'm not going in tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Yeah. And um, <laughs> don't get fired, dude. Uh, yeah, they, they ain't listening to this. Um, but they do a good job. They usually get some premiere. Uh, stars out there, you know, to come, you know, and the crowds are always freaking large, <laughs> and and you know the yeah. facilities out there. Anybody that's not been to the Orlando Convention Center, it's a world to itself, and it's um, but they yeah. always do a good job there. So I always go enjoy going. And was uh, so I was sorry I missed it this year, but um, I'm glad to hear that you had a good time. I've seen your video, uh, videos, yeah, on, uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, pretty nice. So yeah, good job, y'all. Yeah, we saw, um, and we got a chance to, uh, man, I should tell the story. Yeah, she's sleeping. Okay, so Sunday, like, uh, like, okay, Thursday I went up, uh, with my daughter. Like, the con was from, like, four to nine. So I went up after work. So it's like a two hours drive for me. Came back. Friday went up again, excuse me, with my daughter. And then came back. Saturday didn't go. And then Sunday I went up with my wife. And I was like, well, you're going to have to go. Because the kids want to go. She's like, oh, okay. So now she's never, she's been to one con with me before. And it was like a small one, like in Tennessee that we went to when we lived in Georgia. And so obviously Megacon is not that. And so we go in and she was just like, this is like all those people, all the dressed up people, whatever. And then like she walked past, uh, what's that girl, Topanga? From uh, Boys Meets World or whatever, yeah, uh, she's kind of yeah, she's still fine by the way. She was hella pregnant though. I mean, like she could have dropped that baby there, and um, 
yeah, she was super pregnant. And so, you know, she was like, oh, my God, like, these people are so close. And then when we went up to Mike Coulter, I was like, hey, you know, like, blah, 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 blah. He couldn't give interviews or whatever. He was like, but well, come on, you know, let's take a picture with your family or whatever. And so Mike Coulter, That's like, cool. threw my son, like, out of the way and was like, here, you know, and put her, like, because you know, she watched Luke Cage and put her, like, next to him. And she was oh. like, oh, yeah, that was the best part of this event. So, um, <laughs> nice. so yeah. I was like, okay, so this is, so she kind you know, she was, not only say she was getting into it, but she at least enjoyed herself while she was there. Not a big fan of me talking to the half-naked cosplayer ladies, but, you know. It's just part of the job. Whatever. <laughs> exactly, that's what that's I was trying to say. the worst part of the Look, job. Look, it's, yeah, as work. tasteful as this is, I need to talk to her really, like, for five minutes. You know, I'll go someplace else, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was really, really a good deal. You know, I tried to use my media whatevers to, to Michael J. Fox was there. They had some kind of um, Back to the Future reunion. Um, like, the I, I, nerd confession, I've really never seen those movies before. Like, not <laughs> one of them. I know, like, what I, I know what happens in them. But have I actually seen them? No, I haven't. So the white-haired dude, like Christopher, whatever that dude, Michael J. Fox was there. His the the lady, his girlfriend that was his mother or whatever. That lady was there. I don't fucking know their names, but whatever. And there was a Goonies reunion panel there, like you know. Um, Brother Beavis, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. I think I already know the answer because we would have. You're not a Goonies fan, correct? Are you talking to me? I am talking to you. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I mean, I don't like. Okay. I wouldn't go to a Goonie, Goonies reunion party, but if it was on, <laughs> I might leave it on for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a Goonies reunion party, and I think I sent you all the picture. And it was like I was with my daughter, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's just. I'm gonna go to this. I'm, that movie's damn forty years old, man, or thirty some odd years old. I'm like, and it was like Data, Mikey, and uh, Mouth." You know, uh, Corey Feldman, or Corey Payne. No, Feldman, that's the living room. Corey Feldman, Sh- yeah. Sean Astin, you know, from Lord of the Rings or whatever, and the Asian dude. So, uh, I was like, all right. Yeah, don't know his name. Data. So, short round. So, I'm like, all right, let's go to this or whatever. I was like, it starts at 12. I was like, whatever, we'll get up there, blah, blah, blah. I was interviewing somebody else. Man, that damn line was 800 people deep for a 35-year-old-ass movie. Wow. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Because when we went to go see Zach Levy and his panel, there was more people at the damn Goonies panel than Shazam. That ought to tell you something, man. It's insane. That movie's so fucking old. For Goonies. I I mean, it's a decent movie, but you know, to be, you know, an 80s 80s movie? Jesus, it is old. It definitely is an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem is I didn't see it till well after it came out. So, like, I don't know. It's probably dated as F. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had it was my it was my first uh, date, like kinda. So. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was like uh, thirteen or fourteen. Some met some girl out at the mall. Um, I took the bus from the same my house <laughs> to Salem Mall. Yeah, it's way too many details. Anyway, yeah, all right. So, yeah, shout out, MegaCon people, before I bring up that terrible memory. Shout out. Uh, yeah, great great show. Can't wait to next year. Uh, definitely going to miss Tampa MegaCon. What's year. a date? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a date was, hey, I'm going to sit next to you in the dark, and I'm really going to be more interested in the movie than actually uh, what's actually you sitting next to me. Yeah, that was what I was interested in. 
Yeah. Like, she got, I can eat my weed in Godfather's Pizza too. <laughs> oh, she loved yeah. that movie though. I mean, yeah, exactly. So anyway. No, my kids don't really mess with it. I tried to show it to them. They were like, man, nigga, what? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyway. All right. That was our letter D. Uh, it is for Dark Fates. Uh, the Terminator trailer. I don't know what number of ter- Terminator trailer movies are movies we're on for Terminator now. I want to say it's six, Five, but six. I could be wrong yeah, by one or two. That sounds right. And yeah, okay. So I haven't seen one in the movie theater since. Maybe never. I think I've only seen these movies on freaking uh, on Beta Max DVD and video. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not a huge Arnold fan to begin with. So there's all that involved in it. This trailer. Again, I'm not excited about this. I, I, I'm not going to shit on people that are excited about it. We talked about in the text chain today that you know. They just open up this world. They bring Linda Hamilton back. They bring James Cameron back to produce this movie or whatever. And, but like, it seems like it's just a dead, not dead. It just seems like it's like it, I don't know, brother. It was the franchise just seems like it's just empty at this point. You're really just a cash grab. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's always ambiguous. Well, here, I mean, here again, it's kind of like the problem when your premise is time travel then how you know where how does it end how do you win and it's just they kind of just shuffle the chairs and it's like now there's two terminators now there's a metal liquid metal terminator and a regular terminator now there's two liquid metal now there's a human terminator hybrid so it's just like slightly different but essentially the same story because it's just somebody injected into a time stream to try and take out the chosen one um so yeah it's it just they haven't really figured out what else to say i mean i think i'm more interested in kind of the apocalyptic end of the story um and i do Mm -hmm. agree that the tv show which did seem to be leading into that was really good um yeah you know it was just a different kind of pacing and things like that so yeah i think it's i you know i don't know i don't know how you would bring it around maybe this is it but yeah i think i saw like the third one was pretty bad and then um, I saw the fourth one in the theater, and it was very bad. And I w- didn't even see the next one. <laughs> yeah. Is the fourth one? Is the fourth one with Batman? Sam is Worthington. The oh, yeah. Sam yeah, Worthington. Uh, that's the one no. with. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Maybe the there's another the, one after that because there's Sam, there's Sam there Worthington is. was the star. Oh, was 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 Batman in that as well? Maybe yeah, it was. was. No, was, Batman only did one. Batman yeah, only did one. He only did one. Sam it was Worthington. the one set after Judgment Day. And, and there's one with, uh, and, it, and there also one with Khaleesi is in one yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. the most rele- She was in the last one that was Pan. Terminator uh, Genesis. Genesis, or Genesis. Genesis, Genesis yeah. Like most yeah. people like to call it. Uh, no, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, uh, I, they opening up more of the world. And I just think it's just like done, like I said before. Every time you expand it like into areas that people don't care about, then you just dilute whatever like was original about what you had. And now, and then Arnold's what seventy five years old. I mean, what the fuck are you doing here? And again, like I love and I yeah, and I sent y'all that picture, and it was like, oh, it had like three ladies or as a star leads of this movie. I was like, I love the idea that this is gonna piss off freaking fanboy. Uh, fans that there are three women leading that movie. I, that part I love because it's just going to explode Twitter. But beyond that, I can't get down with this at all. I mean, 
Mm. I, I just, uh, I, uh, I can't. Anything, any excitement for that, Sandman? Um, the one thing I will say is um, Old Man Cameron is back um, heading this um, this version, and it does seem to be getting back to the uh, the things that made it decent. Made, uh, the T2 was good. That was the last good one they had by far, and mm. uh, this is more like that. But, I mean, on the other hand, though, they're going to have to bring more to the table than just blowing up shit and running around in trucks forever again, you know, and having, <laughs> one, uh, having a, a, this damn unstoppable Terminator, you know, they liquid, it's another, it's another more evolved version of like, liquid metal now, it's something that's doing yeah. more of the same shit, but it's a little different, but I don't know, I was semi-interested just to see, like, eh, maybe they will do something, I don't know, I don't know who that, that uh, girl is that they're trying to protect instead of uh, John Connor, mm-hmm. I don't, so, I don't know, um, they got to do something with it because otherwise, they pretty much this might be the last damn movie in the franchise. And because people, well, yeah, because once Arnold once Arnold dies, yeah. you know they won't be able to. I guess I don't that was another know. reason they're rushing bad. to do it. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. also it becomes these movies too, like it becomes kind of how we bitch about these comic books, and maybe a little bit tonight on this is like there's really no strategy. It's like just hit it harder. Like you know, just go through the whole <laughs> exactly. movie waiting. <laughs> Just just hit it harder or blow it up harder. And yeah. it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to bed. Thank you. So all right. All right. That's blurred notes, y'all. Uh we recap some of the news from the week. Alright, let's get into these damn books. Uh that's day one. That's day one. Hey, it's our DC book of the evening. The book is Deceased, number one. That's D C E A S E D. Uh, by Tom, written by Tom Taylor, who I interviewed at MegaCon. You can find that uh, interview all over my social media. Uh, and uh, by the way, a good dude. He's Australian, and uh, the gist of his yeah, the gist of his story. Like I always ask the comic creators or whatever the same story. Like, what was it like when you told your parents, like, hey, I'm gonna write comic books for a living? Because I can imagine. I mean. That's a, probably a difficult conversation to have, especially if they put you through college or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm going to write funny books. Yeah, that wouldn't have went over well with Diane Hutchinson. And um, <laughs> so asking that question, he was like, no, my parents were super supportive. He was like, yeah, when I had to tell my wife, that was a problem. I was like, oh, yeah, that would yeah. definitely be a problem, too. I imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was like, did you try and get a picture with? With Mike Coulter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, the conversation of I'm going to start this blog and uh, whatever for like comic books about black stuff was not an easy conversation either. (laughs) Like, not at all. Uh, So I can't imagine. I was like, I'm going to quit my whole ass job to go freaking write comic books. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. But yeah, real good dude, whatever. So basically, it's zombie bitches. That's basically what this story is about. Uh, he couldn't spoil too much about it, but um, the Justice League, there's an invasion uh, by Darkseid to the Earth. Um, the Justice League repel it. Darkseid boom tubes out of there. He said he had already come to Earth to get what he had gotten. Um, and then on Apocalypse, Darkseid has captured um, Cyborg. And Sam, man, help me out here because you know I'm not a DC person. Mm. The... Um, the half-life equation or the anti-life, anti-life equation. equation. What the fuck that's, is it? That's, yeah. What the fuck is it? 
<laughs> I don't know exactly. In all these years of reading some of these DC books and uh, Dark Side shit, I still don't know what the fuck the anti life equation is. All we know is that's the main goal Dark Side has had all this time. And when he gets it, he can control all sentient life in the universe. That's basically the skinny mm-hmm. on it. And um, yeah, okay, I, so yeah, so Infinity Stones. So he's Basically. he's searching for his Infinity yeah, Stone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the MacGuffin. Exactly. So he finds the missing MacGuffin inside of Cyborg because Cyborg is all with a bunch of uh, apocalypse technology or whatever. Cyborg. So is they still find looking it for a reason to be in the story. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, you know what? The the interesting part about it is that this he's looks like Cyborg from the comic books, but all of his dialogue is definitely Teen Titans Go. Um, definitely, yeah. like the way he looks, he's on. Yeah, it's kind of like he's always with some quips and jokes or whatever. Um, so yeah, so they rip out Cyborg's tongue, and then basically <laughs> the anti-life equation that he had, like uh, Darkseid already had half of it. Excuse me, the other half was in Cyborg. When he put them together, they had to call in Death to kind of merge them together. I don't know, it's like Super Blue or some shit like that. But they had to get it together. And then from putting Death and the two anti-life equations, it created this techno-organic virus that winds up spreading throughout the world. And, um... Yeah, uh, it spread throughout the world, and if like any screen, internet, or whatever, like the people got the the anti-life equation, and they just essentially became zombies trying to tear it out of their bodies. So it's a lot of like, um, and it sounds like I'm kind of shitting on this, but I'm not. Um, it's like kind of like tearing at their skin. I mean, they really just turned into zombies, and so now the Justice League is trying to figure out what happened. So obviously, the world's greatest detective is like, hey, you know, don't get on any screens. Or whatever, and uh, he got like an AOL account, and he could go to his internet <laughs> access or whatever in the mansion. But it didn't work because Robin and Nightwing both got infected by the virus. Now, when I talked to Tom Taylor, he said, this is an outside of continuity book, so none of this is like real. Uh, so it's okay. you know perfectly fine. Yeah, it's out of continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So there's that piece of it and then you know Superman had to save his kid and Lois from getting on the screens or whatever and uh, yeah yeah, it was that and yeah the the bat yeah the best part about the whole the part of this whole thing was that um, they were like hey uh, Batman's like to the justice they hey cyborg is off earth like oh how do you know that oh he had Lojack on that nigga he was like yeah he's gone he's like (laughs) at least He's like, he's, he's like, my tracker got, he's got him for two million light years and he's not showing up. And I was like, God damn, bro. That's fucking some serious Lojack. And he's like, hey, do you got Lojack on the rest of us? He's like, um, no. No. Yeah. It was a lot of, it was, it was like an nice ellipsis. <laughs> yeah, there was an ellipsis there and then it was no. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that was book one. I talked to him about how he couldn't really give me spoilers for book two, but he was like, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen here. Expect a bunch of people to die. Um, but yeah, it, you know, he got his start writing um, some smaller books. His first big break was writing the uh, the Injustice comic book. Then, uh, like, that's, the video game is based on the comic book. And like I, I thought it was the other way around. I thought they started writing that book and then the uh, did the game and then the book came. He's like, no, the book Sorry came not. first and then they used the game from there. Yeah. So um, 
you know, and again, that's outside of continuity too. So he's like, you know, he likes to play in that world a little bit to kind of mess these characters up, to, you know, to take them out of their sensibilities. But overall, I thought the book was actually very entertaining. And they got really cool covers based on horror movies. Like, you know, like the cover that I had is based on, um, like, It. You know, so it, it, it's a really cool book. I thought it was really cool. I, this idea is fun. I, I like the idea of playing outside of continuity. But, you know, whatever. All right, Sam, man, you got a chance to read Deceased. What did you think? Yeah, it was, um, I was surprised. It was uh, pretty raw, <laughs> you know, the, um, the yeah. moment that uh, Decide literally rips out Cyborg's tongue, and I guess his cybernetics grow it back for him. Was, I was like, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. I was like, whoa, okay. Now, now I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, but that's that's pretty much what Darkseid would be if they wrote him correctly every time in a book. So uh, I was like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm digging this. Uh, I like the fact that Batman being the asshole he always really is, that they don't always like to portray him as, but the uh, he, <laughs> the, the low jack on Cyborg was hilarious, mm-hmm. and the rest of the league kind of yeah. tripping out like, nigga, you what? You did what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, that was that was definitely that we're was, not happy. Uh, yeah, that was good. I, I enjoyed that too. Uh, they've done that before, but it's always good to see that shit. And uh, yeah, yeah. De- I don't get the the death of Black Racer was a name a name of one of the new gods who was surprised black. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know if this is that. So, yeah, I don't know if this is that same character. I mean, Jack Kirby made these characters in the early seventies, so. I don't know. They've probably been had ten different iterations of them by now, but um, but I mean it moves quickly, which I appreciate, and it's to the point, which I also like. And uh, the artwork is raw. That's the only the word yeah, I guess keep great. coming back to. But it fits it. You know what I mean? And uh, people literally yeah. like trying to tear themselves apart and each other apart. It's um, yeah, it yeah. made sense when you said it's out of continuity. It's like oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed this. It looked like, yeah. Yeah. A couple of the pages look like, you know, I mean, if you ever saw the Purge movie, you know, yeah. like when everybody are kind of going crazy, it kind of looks like that. Like, I mean, it's real. And I meant to ask him a question about the artist, but like, you know, it was on Sunday when I interviewed him and there were still people, you know, Sunday was still packed and people were still trying to get interviews and I had to go to his handler. Like, hey, you know, can I just get five minutes? You know, just give me five minutes. And they're like, okay, fine. But, you know, He's signing books for money, so I'm like, I want to get in the way of your freaking your cash flow here. So, mm-hmm. just give me five minutes. Uh, but yeah, he did. Like, I mean, I thought it was awesome. Like, he and like I said, a really nice dude. Like, uh, holy, I mean, I just tweeted that interview out before we got started today, and he like, you know, liked it and retweeted it. So, I mean, oh, it's, nice. uh, you know, good dude. Yeah, good dude. Uh, all right, so cool. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for deceased. Looking for issue two, Sammy. Yeah, thumbs up for me. It's, uh, I like this. Raw. <laughs> yeah, thumb, yeah, thumbs way up for me, too. Like, I definitely like that one a lot. And by the way, I liked this book long before I interviewed this dude, so I'm not sucking up to this dude uh, <laughs> because he let me interview him. Like, we read, I read this long before we actually even met this dude. So, so okay, right. you go. good to know. <laughs> All right. Next up is Sam Wilson, or Captain America Sam Wilson. I keep guys saying it backwards. It's Captain America Sam Wilson is the official title Wilson, of this Captain book. America. Yeah, I think it's well, Sam God Wilson. damn it, did I got it right <laughs> then? Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the reasoning behind this, us coming back to this book, it's, you know, multi multifaceted where we're coming back to it. One, you know, we can go on the Marvel app and it it's free. Two, um, Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, 
you're going to see this some iteration of this coming out of Endgame in this freaking Disney Plus series. So it was kind of a good idea to come back and revisit, like, kind of when Sam was a relevant character in Marvel comic books because he's not anymore. And matter of fact, if you see that nigga, um, put him on, a, you know, send somebody looking for him because he hasn't been in a book yeah. since he was ruined in the most recent uh, Falcon book that came back, uh, which we reviewed on oh, here, yeah. which was quite possibly not one good. of the worst books ever created in life. And uh, holy cow, it was so bad. Mm. So yeah. this book by Daniel Lacuna and Nick Spencer uh, is... I, I know you, brother, or maybe I don't. Brother Beavis, did you look at the continuity for this? Because I didn't. Like, I don't know what the iteration of the time is this in between what I was going to ask uh, you. Crossover. You were going to ask me. And uh, yeah. so I think it's. So that's post it's, Civil War, pre Civil War two. Yeah. I think that's right. But before Hydra Cap. It's pre-Hydra yes, Cap? Yes, definitely before that. Pre-Hydra Cap, yeah. It's, in, it's is, in that frame, yeah. Yeah, when, when Cap was old, when he uh, somehow had the super soldier serum was drained from him. Right, because when, when Cap got killed, Bucky took over, right? And yes. then Cap yes. came back, mm -hmm. and now he's aged? Okay. Then he aged mm -hmm. out, and then yeah. gave it to Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's weird. And, and there's a reference to the it. champions, right? So I think champions... Ran yeah. prior to this. I don't remember. Mm, that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's it, and like I said, when you look at the book, because this has some flashbacks too, and I think we had this talk on the tech because we were supposed to record this last week and we just didn't get a chance to. Like you know, brother Weavers, you were like, um, like, is this story like when the yeah. continuity yeah. of the stories that he's telling over these two books? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was kind of hard, difficult. Maybe need to do a Wikipedia. So we're gonna actually kind of go through this book because I read it when it was coming out, and these first two issues, and we'll talk about it here in a second. You start to think it was like, hey, you know, like that Rodney Barnes dude that did the Falcon book, like, was he trying to use this as a template? Because it almost plays like Sam is a joke, mm. but it doesn't. And as the book goes on, it becomes more um, serious. The book is very, I mean, if you're a political person, if, I mean, you have to have your head in the sand to not feel, to see the, um, the, yeah. the correlations yeah. between real life here. Yeah, uh, it, so it, it has a lot of that, and I think it's, it's probably maybe sometimes a little bit deeper than people think, but as it goes on, like as he gets established more as, um, as Sam Wilson, Captain America, it actually becomes a much deeper and uh, thorough book. So let's deal with the first two issues tonight. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I had to move my note sheets in front of me. Uh, so, yeah, so we get the, it, it's told in recap form uh, where Sam is on a, a airplane uh, flying coach next to two dude bros. And he's trying to explain <laughs> the story seat. about why he's, yeah, why he's flying coach um, all the way to Arizona or whatever, or back from Arizona. And the story kind of plays out where, you know, the fall, the, the rise of Hydra, the fall of Hydra, the shield being there. And a couple of mo notes that I have in here. The first one is that the Maria Hill in comic books is so fucking awesome. And we never get a chance to see any of that in the MCU, Brother Beavis. We don't see any of that out of Colby Smothers. Yeah, I agree. I And I'm, I don't even like Maria Hill in the comics. Uh, 
But yeah, Colby Smothers does not bring anything <laughs> to that franchise. No, yeah, and I like Colby's mother. You know, I watched that freaking How I Met Your Mother show or whatever, and I think she's kind of cute too. But it's just like it's no, there's no essence at all of like that character in the MCU. Like, I mean, she's just great. She's great in these books. Um, so yeah, so yeah, she, um, you know, Crossbone shows up. He has to fight him and drops him off there. Uh, just a completely complicated relationship with Shield. Uh, based on things that had happened, but the first issue really kind of dwells down <laughs> until it gets towards the end about him trying to determine what kind of Captain America he's going to be, and I think that's probably the, mo the, the most interesting part and leads to one of the funniest parts of the whole damn book. One, he's like, you know, Cap was apolitical, you know, he didn't take sides in particular issues. Sam's like, you know, I can't be that person because I'm I'm not that I'm not Steve Rogers and so you know, you know the world is divided you know they need to find somebody to you know look up to everybody was inspired by Captain America you know Steve Rogers but I'm going to be somebody that's different and everything that happens to him in this book is exactly what would happen if he did that shit in real life <laughs> it's like hey you know what I want to be like this person as I'm standing for this and then it's like oh Captain America's uh, his, his popularity wanes oh you're not my Captain Captain America. I mean, like all of this shit is like. I mean, I. Th I mean, I thought that part of the book was great, brother. What did you think? Yeah, and I think it's you know this again. This was 2015, so we were just sort of gearing up for a lot of the the issues that are still relevant and that have intensified and the polarization. Yeah. It become more polarizing since. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, this was definitely a time where uh, I guess art imitates life. Um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it is, it is. Uh, you know, it's interesting in that it's not, it's not necessarily a criticism of Captain America. You know, I think they, mm -hmm. you know, everyone in, everyone in his circle just regards as, him as something different and unique. But it does, you know, show what the challenges of, of, you know, trying to be that symbol in a completely different time is much, much harder. Yeah. Exactly. And being the symbol and throw on the fact that, you know, even though they don't overtly state it, right. being Captain America and being black, yes. like that, like <laughs> it, you know, the undertone is completely there. And, you know, Nick Spencer's a white dude, you know, so, I mean, and he handles this at least in a way. And again, as the book goes on, it actually becomes even more political in terms of this and, and in terms of his blackness or whatever like I said we'll get to it as the book goes on um, but yeah it was just uh, you know kind of this complicated thing and then the second part of that is the hotline which I think is <laughs> maybe one of the funniest things that I have read yeah. um, in comic books because the funniest part Sandman is that if that was in real life that's exactly what would happen oh, people yeah. would be calling it with absolute dumb shit and oh, yeah. the girls being like say the line say the line <laughs> take it to the hotline <laughs> yeah. yeah that part was great diet man yeah, I, I think this is this, isn't the the Captain America hotline uh, from the old um, um, the original Captain America like in the seventies. I think that was a thing he had before. I thought I think. This oh really? Like a, I, I'm not one hundred percent sure. That was like I the do, Sons of Liberty or something, where his little something fan club like or whatever. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. I know I've heard of it before, but yeah, the people like uh, uh, leaving uh, messages on social media for him. That was like, hey, uh, yeah, I need you to like. Uh, uh, Take my uh, 
husband who's cheating on me and when you get him I want you to tell him this and and whoop his ass and as I was rolling because every one of them was fucked up and selfish and real as all hell I mean it, it you, you were exactly right this was the exactly what would happen these in, insane people would just be coming out of the woodwork calling this hotline and giving him bullshit and yeah that was uh yeah. that was well done yeah so uh, that was that was really good <laughs> Take it to the hotline. <laughs> yeah, that's the, a funny the, line. The, the Every time I read it, I'm fucking dying, man. And his face with the dude bros on the plane is just, oh, just hilarious. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. One of the calls, though, is from the uh, a lady who's, you know, said that her son or one of her relatives is trying to cross over as an immigrant, trying to cross over from Mexico, and a group of the sons of serpents are there, and they're taking migrants hostages and, you know, doing something to the uh, to the immigrants as they're coming through. Again, not something that, I mean, I've come in a hot-button political issue way above its time here in 2015. Uh, and so he decides that he's going to get involved in this particular situation. We get a return of D-Man, Brother Beavis. D-Man! <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I mean, that's a throwback for all... That's just a throwback. Yeah, and I he's like the his, man like in the chair. Wolverine costume. Yeah, well. pre-Wolverine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so he and Misty Knight plays a, a major role yeah. in this, and she's. So we, on D Man, we should just say like Captain America's supporting staff is not much better than Captain America's villain roster. He's got some, <laughs> some, some characters, but I actually like the fact that they. I mean, they work a lot of like Crossbones was the first example, but I mean they really do work the roster in here, which I think is I think is is good. Yeah, and and, and that's a. Yeah, I mean, that's just, and you're right that his rogue gallery is terrible. But also, it kind of works because remember, Sam is not super soldiered. He's yeah. just a, technically a regular dude that can talk to fucking birds, oh, which we come I would to like here to in have issue a conversation two. Conversation about that. Yes, point. we're getting there for issue two. Yeah, yeah. but um, so yeah, so it, the battle happens with the sons of serpents. Again, they're all full of Trumpisms. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, essentially make America great again stuff. And, you know, the story ends with him beating their ass and we get an appearance by old cat. Now, there's feature, a, many, a moment at... Senior? A feature, I believe, is what it is. A feature, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll come by that in our last book, too. Uh, and then also, you know, with Misty Knight was also there as well. She's assisting him. Their relationship is... Uh, complicated to say the least uh and again it becomes more complicated as the book goes on but um she's there it's always fun i always get weird though with people like really almost anybody writing misty knight that's not a black woman which never happens like because her dialogue yeah. oftentimes feels very stunted yes. and very uh you know what i mean like it just seems very just weird so sometimes black. yeah exactly <laughs> You know, and I, you know, and I follow a lot of like, and I follow a lot of black women comic book fans. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of stealing from them on Twitter or whatever. And like the fact that she's still sporting an afro in 2000 and whatever, it, it's just not a good look. Oh, uh, so whatever. All right, the, but yeah, there's so only he, one representation of Misty Knight that I acknowledge at this point, and that show got. And that's on Luke Cage. Yeah, that show got canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I would have threw my wife out of the way um, if she had been there. Uh, just sitting next to that picture at Megacon. But anyway, 
Mm. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's issue one. I mean, he did have to go get money from his his brother preacher or whatever to fund his his activities or whatever. Yeah, yeah from Gideon. I never. I mean, again, I'm not a huge Falcon fan to begin with. I'm a fan of this book. Man, what you know? Is had Gideon been introduced in previous books, uh, Sandman? I don't. Again, don't quote me, but I think I've heard his name before, and they hinted in the the book that he had been some kind of hero or at least helped out uh, Falcon before, so he's got some kind of history in okay. the past. Yeah. Probably backing okay. up his yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's issue one. Issue two gets into this idea that will become a, an issue when we get into Hydra uh, cover Cat. for a second? Go right ahead. This looks like Pistol Pin is wildly about to go after Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> Look at his yeah. face. He's like... <laughs> That, that looked like Pez right there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> What's the matter? You need some money, brother? I got a little you bit. You need some money, brother? I got a little bit. Yeah, damn. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to post that later. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, side brother topic. Okay. Um, so we watched a lot of wrestling in the 80s, and there was a moment where Pistol Pez Wiley, God bless his soul, I think he died. Um, yeah, he uh, he turned heel. He'd already turned heel, and then he was trying to get uh, one of his friends, black friend, was trying to get him back into the good side to be face. And Pez uh, takes his money and cold clocks him in the face. Okay, so there were many years that we were like, damn, I'd like to see that video again. And I really can't, and to be honest with you, I can't really tell you how many work hours I searched for that on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, straight up work hours. And when I finally found it, uh, yay, and I remember sending it to everybody. But two, I was just like, you know, star save. Let me make sure that this never leaves my freaking life again so I can always have it. So, right. back On this to issue day, two. 28 years ago, Pistol Pez Wildly <laughs> punched out yeah, Nitrate right. for real, and he was never yeah. seen again. Like, for real. Never seen again. <laughs> Gee, poor Nitrate. Damn. All right. So, the Cosmic Cube. Uh, Shield has been taking the Cosmic Cube and Kobix. I know, and this that Kobix story becomes important for freaking Hydra Cap later on or whatever because that was their freaking way of trying to get out of it. So, again, continuity, not a dirty word. Um, but yeah, so the, the book picks up. They beat the hell out of the Sons of Serpent Society or whatever the hell they are. And then one dude teleports out with one of the alleged hostages, but it proves out later that they're actually working together. Um, you know, Armadillo shows up. Like, the second book is kind of like, what? you know, it, it, the flashbacks are kind of very quick, whereas the first one was like, what? Uh, Sam is uh, and Cap are have their differences about how this is going to go. Cap, Steve Rogers is like, oh, I support you as Captain America. You know, you're going to do this the way that you're going to want to. But, um, yeah, uh, maybe not this way. And uh, probably the most interesting line in there before we talk about other parts of the book is that you know, Sam is like, you know, you as Captain America, you, you know, you believe that this country will do the right thing when the chips are down, whereas I have to hope that it does the right thing. And I thought that was a very contrasting, very like, hey, you know, and again, playing stereotypes, you know, white people will think like, oh, you know, we'll do the right thing. You know, we won't elect Trump. <laughs> uh, OK, well, I have to hope. That this, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But we have to hope that that's actually going to happen. So I thought that was an interesting line. So, I mean, but 
overall, issue two kind of goes really quick in terms of like everything that's going on. It's recapping this whole story about how Sam is on this thing, how he got his immunity from Shield, and doing all of the uh, you know the work that he had to do as you know to help them become Hydra free. But you know, overall, what did you think of issue two, uh, Brother Beavis? You wanted to talk about the shitting birds. Well, the, and, and more generally, I guess they get into it a little bit more. So, I, help me out here. I remember the Falcon, the Falcon limited series, the very first one. There was a big pop because there was a Sentinel on there, and there was this. Mm-hmm. They started this lightweight. Is he a mutant or whatever? But as I recall, it was just a malfunctioning Sentinel, and he wasn't a mutant. Yeah. So how is it that he can talk to birds? Is he a mutant? I don't he's think not so. a mutant. He's just a regular no. guy, right? But he can yeah. talk to birds. He can talk to birds, and like all of them. Yeah, yeah he can talk to all he of has them. A like not just one bird. With Red Wing, who's mm-hmm. that's that's going to get even crazier here because I I read ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can mm-hmm. he can talk to birds and sense through birds and stuff like that. So where does that come from? That's a good question. I Got me. Have no answers. Yeah, that's a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, that's a wiki. Because I don't know. You know, the idea that he is connected to all birds, you know, like he could, you know, that's his radar system, you know. So billions of birds on the planet he's connected to, you know, it's how he finds the, uh, you know, the uh, sons of the serpents or whatever hiding out in some, you know, diner however many miles away. You know, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's just wild. Uh, I don't, and I really don't know. Um, but yeah, I you know like I said, I, I, I enjoy this book for the most part, like because it's just different. Like you know it it, and again you said you read ahead or whatever. Like it it just plays very well I think in terms of figuring out who this character is and not trying to do anything more than that. Like you know no world beaters, nothing. He is a depowered bird speaking to dude who happens to can fly and has the shield. And I think the book stays in its lane very, very well. And this issue was a, a good example of that. And I mean, shit, it's Armadillo, Sandman. I mean, you know, it's Armadillo. So what was the last time? <laughs> I cannot, I mean, an Armadillo sighting alone was like, wow, word? For real? Armadillo? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah, him being showing up in this, and I was like, wow. You're talking about a blast from the past. I can't remember the last time I saw this cat. But um, yeah, they've done... This is a conscious book. I was surprised because I never re- uh, read the beginning of the books. Uh, I've read some, some issues of it uh, down the line and stuff. The, the, the issue I call the black issue where every Marvel uh, black hero goes to a funeral. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, which I, I had to read that, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I'm really surprised how well it parallels and forecasts the things that have come, you know, politically in this country and exactly the response he would get. One side would turn against him and exactly what they did yeah. in the book. And, you know, it's, and it is scary how, almost eerie, how um, um, exact on the uh, uh, the pulse of the uh, environment and stuff we have now that they yeah. have in this book. It's amazing, you know, and uh, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good job by uh, no. the artist and the uh, writer for this. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, Nick Spencer was 
Yeah, Spencer is on top of it here. I mean, there's a story about information getting leaked by an unknown source. I think it's the Whisperer in here Whisperer, yeah. leaking classified information about the Cobix and, and the Cosmic Cubes or whatever. And like all, a lot of my notes on here in the margins are like, that's exactly what would happen. That's exactly what would happen. Um, if, this were, if this was in real life, that's exactly what would happen. And I just, you know, you know, and again, he's a little bit ahead of his time. You know, in 2015, we don't have what's actually going to happen. Some of the things were going on, yes, but the the divisions and um, a lot of the political stuff that came after the election of Trump really kind of plays out early in this book. So I mean, like, he was way on it. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I just enjoy this book. We're going to kind of review it. There's only, I think, 26 issues, maybe 25. You know, we'll probably take a couple of issues every, uh, you know, every time we podcast or whatever. So it'll probably take us, I don't know, two, three years to finish it. And, um, you know, <laughs> it'll, just, it'll be what it'll be, you know. Uh, so, yeah, just a, you know, just a fun overall book. So, Brother Beavis, you started to read ahead. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You mean you just, they they found a place for it to exist and they wrote in a corner of the universe and uh it's not like kazar fighting apocalypse in issue three yeah yeah Yeah, they just figured out where to leave it and again we like i said the rodney barnes version of that book we tried you know and um yes we did i mean you can't say we didn't try and it was ass awful and Oof. it didn't stay in its freaking world. It like no, went, wait, wait, I don't know what the hell it was doing. Mm. Yeah, it turned Sam into, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do with that book. But it didn't work, Jeez. and it got eight issues. And he's hasn't been seen since. Like, it was mm. one issue, I think he appeared in the, the Champions relaunch, and he's been gone ever since. Nowhere to be found. Uh, now, obviously, the synergy will work. He will show up here soon since he's going to have a TV show coming up. Oh, but, yeah. um be another book. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it'll definitely be another book. All right. So, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, Sandman. Oh, yeah, definitely thumbs up. I, I like um, I like where they're going with this. Um, like I said, I have read some other ones down the line, so I kind of know where it's going. But uh, smart book. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah, it's a good run. Spencer's uh, Spencer's a really good writer. Um, he's actually on Archie right now too. Mm. That's a freaking weird segue transition <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, he's doing Archie right now. He's also doing Amazing Spider Man, which I actually haven't enjoyed as much. I know a lot of people like it. Um, hmm. but he's writing the the uh, mainline Amazing Spider Man book, and I've read it, but <sighs> with that movie coming out, and we'll have this conversation later on. Spider Man books get a little bit. Um, you know, use a different verb, Batman-y for me after a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's essentially the same story over and over yeah, again, over like again. with the same villains, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean... Yeah, the cycle, it, yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of books It's just the recycle of the same stories. Yeah, no, they do, don't get me wrong, yeah, but... Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. Yeah, All right. I get it. <laughs> okay. All right, our last book, we always end on the X-Men, and our last book is... Um, uh, Uncanny X-Men 18. We'll have to maybe recap 17 because we didn't get a chance to do that one. Um, I do have a question from a Twitter follower. It's at Maestro on Twitter. What's happening, man? Um, we'll talk about it. He wants to ask a question about Hickman, and we'll get to that here in a minute when he takes over the book. Again, I did talk to the writer of this book, uh, Matthew Rosenberg at Megacon. Um, this book ends after issue 22. We're on 18 right now. 
uh, we would have done the blurred note from before, but uh, these books will end here after issue 22. There's another uncanny relaunch. According to Matthew Rosenberg, he knew he took this book going in, knowing that it was going to um, be relaunched. The Hickman's been working on this um, relaunch or whatever for X-Men. He's had this big story for the longest time, mm. which I kind of find a little hard to believe because he was not writing for Marvel for a good period of time. He had left over for DC, but whatever. And so everything in this book is allegedly leading to the jump off of when Hickman takes over the books in the summer. So... Uh, okay, we kind of touched on this when we heard about it, maybe in the text chain, Brother Beavis, whether they was bringing back freaking um, classic Chris Claremont and John Byrne. <laughs> are you? Would you still be down for another freaking relaunch of the X Men? Because this will be the fourth one since we started yeah. doing this podcast. Um, as much as I want to say no, like I kind of get why Charlie Brown keeps trying to kick that football because I mean, it would <laughs> yeah. be sweet. <laughs> He actually did kick it, but yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I if you said we're not doing this anymore, I would not argue. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know people love Hickman. He's the ultimate modern comic, modern day comic book writer, you know. Um, but I, I'm saying, man, are you okay with another X Men relaunch? Maybe they get it right this time. Fourth time's a charm. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bunch of nonsense, in my opinion. These last four—I didn't know it was four reboots. Good God, that is yep. terrible. But um, I mean, I wasn't really into what they've been doing anyway. So I mean, yeah, why not get get a good writer in and try again? I guess you know what else are we gonna do? Keep reading these awful ass books, mm -hmm. you know. So <laughs> keep, keep trying to do it until you get it right, you know. I guess I am for that. I guess so. Right. I um yeah, and then, and again, these two books here, I don't necessarily think are awful. I just at this point, you know that the end is coming, so everything is going to get rushed um, at some point in time because it's been it had been coming out on a weekly basis. Now I think it's on a bi-weekly basis. Um, so episode or issue seventeen was basically the um to recap the uh, the aftermath of um, Wolf's Bane dying. You know, remember she had decided she was going to lead a regular ass life, and she gets approached by like a group of young thugs in Central Park or someplace or whatever, and she's in her human form, and they try to holler at her, and she's like, I don't want that to happen, and then they attack her, and they find out she's a mutant, and then essentially they beat her to death, allegedly. And Wolverine is grieving in his own way, and he goes and does that, essentially that scene from fucking um, Pulp Fiction. Um, I mean, the, the only thing he didn't do, you know, is this, you know, say but one more time. Uh, he, like, gives him a bag of, like, weapons or whatever and was like, fight me back or whatever. And he goes and he gets stopped by the Mutant Liberation Front or somebody like that. I don't fucking yeah, know. It was, it was and weird. He, uh, yeah, he kills everybody, you know. But that's basically the gist of it. And then the end of that book is they bring up this thing. Juggernaut is a part of the team now. It's like, hey, where's Emma Frost? And everybody's like, who the hell is Emma Frost? Like, I don't know who that is. What are you talking about? And so that's how the book ends. And then when you see the cover for issue 18, on the cover is Emma and Mystique. And that's the lead in for this particular book. And we get a couple enough, of callbacks. Emma's wearing black and Mystique is wearing white. Ooh, I didn't even make that connection there. Very nice. Yep. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to get into it knowing that it's going to end, um, but I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 because there's, I don't know, it, you get a throwback kind of thing here where, like, the Marauders show up again, and the Marauders have now become the mutant version of the Wrecking Crew. Um, <laughs> Because yep. they haven't, brother, just tell me, man. Have they? When it, have they gotten any offense since 1983, bro? I don't. I can't think of time they did because uh, I think after, so they might have got some offense in Australia when there was like two X Men, and then I think exactly. the I think they got trounced in Inferno, and after that, I don't mm. know of any significant story with them. Yeah, but they just oh, keep yeah. showing up. Yeah, and then the more, again, the Morlocks allegedly got maraudered again. Um, John or Chamber is all upset because him and Callisto, that was his boo thing. And, you know, they have this battle in the subways, and John, you know, they got him defeated because they're like, we haven't done shit this time. I don't know who fucking did all that killing. And Chamber, like, smoke fires, like, all of them. So we might not be having any more Marauder stories because he allegedly kills them all. But then the one that he didn't kill, freaking, what's, what's who's the dude with the spear? I believe that is Harpoon. Harpoon. Yeah. Harpoon. Okay. So he harpoons him, and, you know, they leave them there to burn and die. They go back to the mansion. Uh, the mansion's all burnt up. And then we just, like, out of nowhere, we get an appearance by Mr. Sinister. Like, I mean, <laughs> help me out where you are, Brother B. <laughs> in the course of this book, you know, essentially 10 pages in. Well, I thought he was... Well, okay, so um, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. First of all, the art is incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. The, it's very good. The, it almost has like... Carlos a, Vila. A Kubert mm. feel to it, but a little more right. kind of cleaner. But yeah, John going nuts and killing people, and then Hope like executes Harpoon right after that. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, and it's still like we're all leaders. It's just... It's rough. Um, yeah. It's, it's rough up to that point and then um, yeah last I heard I thought Sinister was dead because didn't, isn't there a Miss Sinister or some shit like that the, yeah there is yeah, a Miss Sinister I don't know what that was about though yeah, or anything I haven't heard from Mr. Sinister mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know how long so I don't even know what's going, been going on with him yeah, yeah I mean the yeah. interesting thing is like they're, they're running through all these teams on their list but they're they're like mid-tier villains are so vanilla interchangeable like i I'm, mm -hmm. i can't like if you gave me a lineup and i had to choose like mutant liberation front or marauder or reaver it'd be tough mm -hmm. i mean yeah. i'm probably pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah. but i definitely would not ace it yeah yeah and chamber before he gets or after he gets harpooned or whatever you know like who are we're not killers or whatever and he gets harpooned he's like man i thought you was gonna roll with me cyclops fuck you fuck your yeah. mama fuck i mean he's like fuck everything <laughs> and i was like you know yeah. it's kind of hard for me you know because i you know i haven't read much about chamber since generation x that was 30 years ago yeah, so you know, you know what i mean like yeah so it's just like i don't know i didn't know chamber had it like that anymore yeah. um but yeah, so there's this battle with Sinister that's like kind of out of nowhere, and he's got duplicates of himself, and then he freaking builds Voltron with all of his duplicates, and <laughs> and then I was like, what's going on here? Like, I mean, I was, am I am I crazy, Sandman? Is that what I'm no. seeing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and what exactly did he want? Did was that ever made clear? Yeah, he just kind of drops he out. Just of says, 
He says, you killed my marauders, so I showed you. You burned oh. them, so I showed up and burned your house. No. Okay. I think he said, right. fuck yeah, your exactly. house. Right. Yeah, fuck yeah. your house. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and then that's just, I mean, like I said, it I just doesn't. I simply came to chat, but when I discovered you were murdering my protégés while they peacefully waited for mass transit, my temper got the better of me, I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like Sinister's like this jokey like person now, like how exactly. it's been written. And I was like, well, I don't remember this. I don't know. Yeah, being uh, like this, yeah. He's always been like you know, yeah. ridiculously evil. But I mean, yeah, he's got this weird um, um, sinister. I'm mean, Oh god, I can't believe I said that. Um, what's the <laughs> so word? Um, he's he's enjoying it, you know. He's uh, kind of laughing while he's done it, doing um, uh, beating on the X Men, and, and that's not what he used to be. I don't know. They kind of changed him up, so he's kind of I don't know, different now. I mean, he slaps yeah. Juggernaut aside like it ain't shit. So yeah, yeah. Which is like um, well, Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Just it's just understand why and then yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's another thing too. Like, you can't imagine that like Juggernaut is going to be a part of this Hickman run. Like, he's like, you know, I'm really coming back to bring Juggernaut back to the team. I mean, and then you know, and then still, the reason that all these ranked mutants are still here is because this other thing is still going on with Age of X Men, which has become a, a complete afterthought. Not just for the Marvel hacks, but like, I don't, nobody's reading that bitch because you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a whole ass. Sub genre of the book going on that nobody cares about, and I, yeah. I just—it's just a lot of stuff going yeah. on that yeah, people aren't even paying attention to. It's just kind of chaos. Yeah, right and now. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard. I heard there's only going to be one. There's an event, obviously, to relaunch the book, but there's supposed to be only one mainline X-Men book. That's the lie that I was told, um, or I read. So we'll see if they stick to that. I tell you what, though, and I asked this dude about that because I asked him, you know, you get to bring Cyclops back, you know, Cyclops is a polarizing character, blah, 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 and, you know, he was a fan of Cyclops, but what he's actually done a really good job of is reestablishing Havoc as a, a, a decent character, right. uh, Brother Beavis, like, you know, in this whole book, he's literally the, not just the equal to his brother, yeah. you know, he's essentially, at my at my note here says he's become the comic book um, uh, Hawkeye. Essentially, yeah. you know, he's comic book Hawkeye. He's you know he's a leader and he doesn't take shit from anybody, including his own brother. And then his molecules start to discorporate. Yeah, and <laughs> 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 he starts this. Yeah, and then he starts. <laughs> my note says, "Have it go supernova." Mm. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then there's a whole portion of this book that took up multiple pages and panels where they're like, oh, we have no place to go after Sinister su surrenders. Like, oh, Karma, I got a place. And then there's all of these pages between her and some other character whose name I couldn't pull out That's of a hat. Mirage, Danny Moonstar. Remember, thank, yeah. thank you. Well, she sucks. And they both suck. And yeah. it was just talking about... I, I, I read it, and I was just like, I have no idea what I just this read. This goes back and to, like, New Mutants number four. Like her, yeah, pretty much. Her, her getting abducted by her uncle, and then like betraying the X Men. They think she's dead because she was their Thunderbird. She died. Oh, they right. 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 And mm. then she came back in a poorly written, they all poorly drawn story, 
and uh, yeah, mm. they're still talking about it. That's apparently her one story. Well, she does that, and then uh, after Havoc and Cyclops have their conversation about what's going on, like, hey, who is this Emma Frost bitch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, somebody I used to talk, you know, Cyclops got that thing about, like, you know, <laughs> like a dude that gets confronted by his wife, girlfriend, or whatever. But who the fuck is calling on your phone? I don't know. What? Huh? What? I don't know nothing about that. Um, but, yeah, it, it gets to the point where he's like, okay, well, I don't know. Juggernaut's lying. He says a bunch of stuff. And then we flip over to those two characters with Emma Frost and Mystique or whatever. And then the reveal is, like, all these times, I mean, it's not overtly stated, but all these times that they thought they'd been talking to Captain America, they literally, they've been talking to Mystique. Um, because, you know, he called her on her cell phone. Um, and, yeah, and that was that. And that, essentially that's how the book ends. And they're working together on something. And, again, we'll figure it out by issue 22 because we're on 18. <laughs> you know, <laughs> overall, I mean, again, not a bad book. I don't want to say bad, but it's not a bad book. It's just, I don't know, it's just a lot of inner... Uh, like unconnected parts that don't make yeah. a go ahead. Well, left field. Yeah, the stuff. parts just don't make sense. Yeah, yeah it's just, the parts just don't make sense when put all together. Yeah, it's just kind of like all stuck together. And again, I think you get that when you know that the book is ending. It's like, oh well, we can just do it like this because right. you don't, you're not tied to the idea of telling the story, brother. Yeah, I mean, I think that the 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 role of uh, Emma Frost now gives us the first first hint that there's something going on other than just going down the list and killing off mid-level mutants um, so mm -hmm. in a sense this is almost like the start of a story we've been reading for like four months now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know and so instead of building to that moment earlier they're building to the moment to close the book Yeah. and then there's going to be a right. you know a gap and then you're going to get this event where Hickman is writing it, and you know, the kind of, you know, he alluded to me that all of this stuff that's in this book is leading up to that moment. I'm not calling this man a liar because I don't know who he is, but 40 plus years of reading comic book me would also tell me, like, mm, then why are you relaunching then? Yeah, because if you were if it was leading to that, then you would just restart the book at whatever issue that he's going to take over. So then why are you rebooting? You reboot to get new people on for a new story. That leads me to believe that that's is going to be another soft reboot when it starts again. So, yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, he can. He said Hickman had this story for the X Men in his chamber for a while. No pun intended. And um, <laughs> so we'll find out. You know, like Brother Beavis says, this right though. We may be reading that offline. And then be like, hey, you know what? This is actually really good. And then we'll come back to it. But I, I'm, I don't know if I got another eight dollar relaunch in me, man. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> God dog, y'all be killing me with these reboots, man. Shoot, Louise. Um, so damn. Sorry. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Saying me. I'm gonna go in the middle. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Uh, the artwork was very good. I didn't really get what the hell was going on outside of, you know, just, well, mm -hmm. throw the Marauders and Sinister in there and let them fuck each other up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, the kind of the plot continuation at the end. And that was kind of it. So, eh, in the middle. Yeah. 
I did forget to say that yeah, Wolverine also left the team as well. You know, yeah. and then Quant, you know, Psy- Psylocke is also missing now too. Like it was like, yeah, she's just missing. Sorry, the off, you know, off, off screen or whatever. Right. God damn it! Yeah, it's <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, brother. People. Uh, I'd say probably thumbs in the middle. It, the art was great. The characterization is really uneven. I mean, I think they're mm. they're playing fast and loose with some of these characters, both on the hero side and the villain side. I think that the mm-hmm. hint of an actual story coming or a payoff to what we've seen so far is somewhat promising, but it's just a hint, and like we have said repeatedly, it's a hint of a story that's coming to an end. So, yeah, it wasn't right. it, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great. Yeah, we've read worse yeah. books. No, oh, <laughs> yes, we like have. on this run, on this run <laughs> of Uncanny, we've read worse books. Yeah, yes, so okay. yeah, I. I I'd be the same too, kind of thumbs in the middle, um, mostly just because, like you said, it's it's ending. So you're going to, I mean, again, a story that you could have told over a particular time is going to, like, get rushed um, in the last, what, three issues, four issues, and that's going to be over. So Plus, you're going to have to bring back all these other damn X-Men from this age of X-Men thing, too, so you know it's going to get rushed. Um, yes. so, I saw a promotional yeah, picture of Rogue with Colossus armor, and I was thinking... They ought to just let Rogue like hoover up all these rank ass X Men, just like take all their powers <laughs> and cut the head yeah. count down to about seven or eight, and yeah. so just have yeah. her on a team with six people you might actually care about. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and and yeah, and and again, it seems like they're can't. I think in the article I sent you, I think they're canceling all X books. Like, yeah, but so then they're coming out with a be... dozen more. It's not like there might only yeah, no, be one X Men exactly. title. But they're just going to come yeah. out with a different dozen, so yeah, yeah. It's double just, down again, yeah. yeah. After every yeah. cancellation, it's just too much. Yes, it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, yeah, man, X Men is like cheering for the Bengals. <laughs> um, you hope springs eternal every season, and eventually, you know, somebody fumbles, somebody's ACL gets torn. Um, Somebody punches the coach in the locker room, man. It's just that fuck. You, you fucking can't win, man. It just you just cannot win. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but you keep coming back. But you keep, you coming, keep back. coming back you like know. a sucker every year. Every time. Talking about you know this year it's going to be different. Man. They can do it. Yeah, they can do it this time. They can do it this year. Yeah. Oh, Damn. God. So, so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up season six, episode four. Uh, the Marvel Hacks uh, Remember you've been finding this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play We will probably have maybe one more uh, episode for this And then we'll take a short summer hiatus as well uh, We'll probably let some of these books I kind of want to get to the point where some of the stuff that we started during this season To kind of get to the end of it Like the Invaders, I'd like to get a chance to finish I'd like to finish this Age of X-Men thing to see what the end of it is They're on issue 4 So they still have to go to issue 5 Which I think is the end um, so yeah, we want. I want to see kind of how those end, so we can wrap it up and put a bow on the season. Uh, so yeah, maybe two more episodes. It's usually kind of how we'll roll. That'll lead us into June, and then getting us ready for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming or whatever, or Far From Home, uh, which would be the last MCU movie for a while. Um, anybody excited about that movie? Because I'm not. Spider-Man. Um, yeah. I'm excited for this Mysterio thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a big swerve they're I, doing on that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's compelling. Like it could end up being completely stupid, 
but that's <laughs> the part I'm interested in and, and the whole idea of the multiverses and stuff like that so yeah, I think there's something there but I don't know right yeah but, I mean, I'm just not uh, yeah Sam are you excited about that one um, I mean I always I like Spider-Man uh, obviously and yeah. I, I'm excited yes but not like like when uh, Homecoming came out when they finally were rebooting Spider-Man in the MCU I was hyped over that stuff and Civil War when they brought him in and you know they brought him in hot you know and uh, I yeah. was you know, over, sure. overjoyed for you know for, to see uh, Homecoming this one doesn't have the the same feeling, you know, after, in the aftermath of an uh, end game, um, I don't know. It just kind of suffers from, from um, being the next movie after end game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. So, I mean. No, uh, I totally get that part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an MCU fan. I'm a Spider-Man fan. So I'm going to be there uh, Thursday night. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's not like that. Unless, yeah, unless people are like, oh, I saw it and it's absolutely ass cheeks. Yeah, of course. Exactly. going to see it. But yeah. beyond that, beyond uh, that. I can't really, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a little spider fatigue, maybe a little bit, um, but. It's going to get a lot worse. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, that begins to wrap us up here as the X-Men animated music will play us. I don't think any other brothers' comics business. No, I don't think so. So, yeah. So, the X-Men animated music will start to play us out. I am the producer of this podcast, and I am signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Sayonara, people. We will see you on the next episode. Remember, you can find Sandman on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Sandman415. Uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. All right, we'll see you guys next time. All right, so Brother Beavis is in the ether. Remember, you can find me on social media at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, all of those things. All right, so we'll see everybody on the other side. Peace.